Jacob uh, and Simon here. And I guess that's the message that we need to start with. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, It's been, Jacob, almost a month since... Almost a month. Almost a month. Our last episode. Um, I think, yeah. I think the February 13th was our last release, um, Simon. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think, I'm going to be honest here, I was a little hurt. You didn't really prioritize the pod over All Valentine's right. Day, but I All get right. it. I get it. No, All but right. uh, speaking of love for our listeners, that's a good segue. We've missed you. Um, it's been too long. Mm-hmm. Jacob, how are you doing? What's going on? What's up since February 13th? I'm doing well, Simon, you know, getting through midterms here. You know, a little bit of light at the end now. It's March. The sun's out a little more. Days are longer. You know, Not a fan weathers. of March. Not a fan of March. Why is that? Um, I don't like down. the I, I don't like the inconsistency of the weather. If it's mm. going to be cold, it's cold. I'm fine with it. Let me plan accordingly. I just can't handle the inconsistency. It's like one day it's like ten, and then the other day there's a there's a blizzard. Are you a fan of March? I mean, like I'm a friend of, not a friend, I'm a fan of spring. So March is kind of like leading into my favorite season. You know what I mean? So it's always nice when the seasonal depression goes away for sure. Yeah, it's nice for sure when, you know, you wake up and it's bright out and, Mm -hmm. you know, that that adds a lot to your day. It's not like pitch, pitch dark at like like 4 p.m., 4.30 p.m. That always sucks. What's your favorite season? You seem like, like an, fall. Uh, a fall no, guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fall guy. Like fall I like guy. Uh, I like the uh, cooler weather. I don't know if you guys can hear my dog in the background. I'm so sorry about that. Um, no, I'm a huge fan of the cooler weather. I like the... Um, I like PSLs. Do you like PSLs? Like pumpkin spice lattes? I like that. Did that, you just call like my... PSLs? PSLs? I've Mark, never heard that. People know what... No, people know what it is. PSLs. <laughs> PSL season. No way. Well, here, I think you like March probably for what it signifies, right? Usually spring training, usually the start of an exciting baseball season. But Jacob, we're not in we're not in that position right now. And I think maybe that's a good good segue before you discuss, because I really don't know what's going on, to be completely honest with you. Um I'm. I see reports on Twitter. I, I don't know what they mean. Something along the lines of international agency signing. You're going to break it down. But before you do, I have a question for you. Last episode, February thirteenth. Mm-hmm. If I asked you if we would be in a lockout, what would you have said? Would you have been confident we'd be in this position, or do you think a deal sh- could have gotten done by then? What are your What are your thoughts? I guess is this predictable? 
100% predictable. I think it's 100% predictable. I think when it comes to labor, you know, negotiations, especially with the MLB, it's just, you know, historically, Simon, the MLB has great timing at, um, at these lockouts. The last time, you know, this was a big, a big thing, 1994. Um, you know, that was when baseball was super hot in the streets as it is now. Um, people are actually watching the games. They're going to games. They're excited about their teams. There's a lot of young talent, right? And of course, right now is the time we're locked out. As of, as of today, March 9th, there, you know, isn't going to be any regular season baseball until after April 14th. That's what we know right now. Uh, you know, they met today again and just, you know, came out of that meeting with kind of not great news. You know, originally we only decided or they only decided that they'd missed the first two series, Simon, of the season. And now mm-hmm. it's the first two weeks of the season. So like the first four series. So, okay. you know, that's a great a great start to these continued negotiations, Simon. Um, so, yeah. Can I can I ask some questions? Because yeah. maybe I think listeners are maybe are in a similar position. Is it the league that's doing this, or is it the owners? Like, where is the contention point? I guess is my question. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, it's the owners. You know, the owners. I won't say greedy. You know, but the owners are the ones who hold the money, right? And as revenues have continued to gone up. Um, you know, salaries haven't really matched that growth that the revenues had. And so, you know, players are saying, you know, it's about time we negotiate some of these things, including salary. And Simon, I know that a lot of people kind of view this as millionaires versus billionaires. And to an extent, it is, right? At the end of the day, I I can understand the argument that says, you know, these guys get to play a, a children's game for a living. Like, you know, why are they arguing about millions of dollars, nickeling and diming? I understand what you're saying. Um, but there's a lot more, you know, to the situation. There's there's labor laws, Simon, that, you know, people want to be talking about. There's a lot of things that detailed things, you know, through a bunch of different issues that the MLB and the MLBPA are working through that they're still just not quite there on. You know, last week, past couple of days, you've been hearing about things such as base size and change, right? Mm-hmm. Pitch clock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no more shift. So there's, you know nuances to the game and at the rules you know that they're kind of arguing but there's also at the same time like things about draft pick compensation things about Mm -hmm. the international you know signings slash potentially an international player pool draft Mm -hmm. is is an option they've been throwing out so it's so many different areas and issues within you know the league regulations policies things like that that are being discussed that they're still far apart on Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from what I understand and at the, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, going to have the most details when it comes to each of the issues being discussed. I just kind of read, you know, the headlines from the guys I trust, um, whether that be, you know, Jeff Pass and Bob Nightingale, Simon, you know, yeah, guys that are, are right there. Redemption. Um, so ultimately well, you, like I, go ahead. You kind of like law, right? Like you, you, you find this this interesting a little bit, I guess, right? Or do you? Or is this? I think labor I, negotiations. I, yeah, are I hate. For I sure. hate this. Like I, I'm not. I don't know anything when when it comes to like CBAs or anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's you know, in a sense, Simon. I think it's it's fair for employees to you know 
ask for certain things from employers because that's at the end of the day it's employers versus employees right owners versus players and you know there there are things that can always be bettered in a workplace and i think understanding that mm-hmm. players are are not being greedy the players aren't asking for more than i think they've deserved mm-hmm. when it comes back to this salary discussion simon one thing where you know people are making that argument that's millionaires versus billionaires well you know simon if for example vladdy jr the hottest mm-hmm. name in, in toronto right mm-hmm. he's a name that people think about he's the guy people want to come watch mm-hmm. you know they come watch the toronto blue jays but who do they watch you know when back in the earlier 2000s when we had you know aaron held second base we had um jason barnard scudero exactly so you know the team's not making as much money and now that you have a lot of talented guys who are you know bringing in fans bringing in new fans bringing in more well, revenue mm-hmm. you know that they're the ones doing that mm-hmm for the team. And I think it's fair of for for people in that position to be wondering, you know, I have a fair slice of of what's of what, you know, what's coming in. And I think that's totally fair. Okay, so who's complicit in this in this situation? Is it the owners? Is it the players? Is it the league? Is it Hazel May? Like how do we um, spin this on Hazel May? Yeah, I was thinking Well, I mean, it's pretty easy. Night. Anything that goes wrong is she's somehow intertwined. She's behind the scenes. She's working. Yeah. But no, seriously, like whose who's fault is this? Yeah, so it's the owner's fault. They're not willing to budge on a lot of things. Um, the players, you know, if you look, I've seen a couple, you know, reports of players, you know, drastically kind of coming down from their starting point uh, to find a compromise, you know, submitting offers that are far away from their original, uh, sort yeah. of initial propositions. Yeah, and the owners kind of refuse to move at that same rate towards the middle. And okay, so you've seen—I'm sure you've seen social media posts too about the players. The players are like they want to play. You know, this is their career. This is their profession. At the end of the day, you know, they love baseball too, right? So they're—they're not the ones saying, "I don't want to play. I don't want to be playing until I get paid." They're the ones saying, "You know, I want the owners to, you know, at least meet us somewhere on this, so we can get back to you know, you guys making money and us having." you know, a time playing baseball. So the fans are the um, ones that suffer at the end of the day, though, Simon. I will say that. Well, and I think that's an important point to make, um, especially because I've heard from a couple of individuals that this could be really damning to the longevity and health of the league given bringing in new fans, I think bringing up Vladdy and Bo, you know, this next generation, Tatis, uh, Shohei, they're like, I think those names are marketable. Those names are uh, exciting and, but you can't market them if there's no product being displayed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this this answer. Um, you probably do, though. You're you're pretty connected. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been referring to them as owners. Are th- all 30, 31? How many teams are there? 30, uh, there's 30 teams. 30 teams. So is it all 30 owners that are just like, is Edward Rogers complicit? Because given my monthly Rogers bill... He has more than enough money, but seriously, is it is it is it like a specific team? Is it a specific division? So, yeah, this is you know, it's 
it's owners as a whole, right? But I don't know if every owner is for, you know, each of these propositions and is on certain sides, you know, I don't have that kind of detail, but I've seen um, some reports that say, you know, Blue Jays are among teams pushing to get, you know, to play as fast as possible. So I think, cool. you know, among, among owners, I think the Blue Jays are on the side of let's kind of meet closer to them. And uh, there are some other teams, I won't name names, Steinbrenner, Yankees, that are, you know, mm. kind of still over here um, because they have, I guess, so much money, Simon, that well, they need do the that J- much Jays, more money, right? Are the Jays rich? The Rogers is, Rogers like, is, like, are we pretty, up there with the teams? Yeah, like we're, is, what's the richest team? Top the Yankees, 10. Yankees, Dodgers, top two. Um, Angels, we're up there. We're top a top ten, potentially around five, I think. Um, Interesting. I'll, I'll double check that at some point. Yeah, but uh, okay. Are, so, one last question for you before we move on to kind of what's to come. Uh, with this situation if we had a different commissioner do you think we'd be in this position see a lot of people talk about and i also just just note here before you answer Mm -hmm. i think just blaming manfred is lazy in this situation i I don't like him 100 agree but i don't know does he have a role like and I guess how can you not have a role when you're the commissioner of a league that isn't playing and that has a such a highly contentious? Like this doesn't seem like an amicable lockout. People are starting to get angry, and rightfully so. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna obviously kind of let you answer, but yeah, where's where's Manfred in this situation? Like what has he done to help mitigate it, or has he stoked the fire, if you will? Yeah, Simon. Um... I don't want to speak, you know, on, I don't want to speculate too much on, you know, discussions we haven't been there for, but based on what we've seen from Manfred, you know, in his presses, in his um, statements he's been making, and it just doesn't seem like he's passionate about getting back to playing baseball. You know, you see videos of Rob Manfred joking around, practicing his golf swing, you know, during negotiation breaks. You, And then this is, again, speculation, but when he's talking about, you know, canceling the first two series of the season a couple of weeks ago, it, it looks like there's a grin kind of on the edges of his mouth, Simon. It's his body language, the way he presents himself, the way he kind of, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that he's responsible for all the decisions being made, but the way, you know, he's been, the way he's kind of conducted himself and the league over the past couple of years, I don't think anyone you ask that watches baseball will tell you that Rob Manfred is who they want as the commissioner of baseball. I think that's a common opinion of players is what I've tried to, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen. And does he just carry water for the, uh, for the owners, the owners? Yeah. He, he's, you know, essentially at the end of the day, he's kind of there to make sure the owners wishes, yeah, uh, come to fruition, right? Which I guess, so, like, what is what is a commissioner if not a liaison mm-hmm. for the owners, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I do think uh, it's a tough position to be in. I will give him that, right? It's you know, oh, I don't labor, envy it at all. No, at all, at all. But I, you know, the position you signed up for. He's he's a lawyer, Simon. Like, you know, he should have some experience, right? It with just doesn't how look to... smart. Like, I know, I think I'm smarter than him. Like, he doesn't look. <laughs> Like, 
Like he doesn't talk well. He's just an idiot. I've, I think I've seen like 38% of Twitter users probably say the same words in the past couple of weeks too. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone is respecting, you know, his intelligence at this point and he has nothing to, to back it up for. So like, didn't he um, say I will the uh, world series trophy was just a piece of metal. Was that true? I think yeah, I know he said that. that. He said that a while ago. Um, yeah, he's, he's had a couple moments where it just doesn't seem like he, he's passionate about the game, Simon. And that's not what you want to see from the person in charge. But um, let me just quickly say uh, about the Blue Jays, they are actually 11th on overall payroll. So I was just outside the wow, top. Wow, look at you. Um, just to make sure we're not you know, spreading misinformation, Simon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truth only podcast. Except Hot takes as well. Only. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, Jacob, I really enjoyed going to a game with you last summer. It was a lot of fun um, because I was able to kind of pick your brain. Like, I've really never gone to a baseball game where I have, like, kind of like an armchair player that that I, like, I learned a lot from you. And it was a lot of fun. Thanks, Simon. It's really nice. Um, What's the likelihood of us doing that again this summer? Like, how... How dire is this situation? I don't know. I think... Like, do I you think see there's... a season being played or no? Yeah, I think there's going to be a season, but I think it's going to be... 162 games? No, it's not going to be 162. If I'm, you know, as of right now, March 9th, if I had to take a guess, I'm going to say 120 to 100 games, somewhere around, you know, if I had to ballpark it even closer, 111 to 114. That's what I'm going to say. 111 to 114 games saying we start around May. That's what I'm saying. Um, you heard it here first. That's uh, that's what I'll say. And then finally, I guess, about this uh, situation. How ugly is this going to get before we see a resolution? I don't know, Simon. I think there's going to be a side, probably the players, that has to end up compromising on most things. You know, I definitely think there are some issues that a player should, you know, stay firm in because there are some things, including, you know, minor league treatment of players, compensation, things like that, that have to be improved by the league. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there are aspects that I think the players should dig their heels in for, but I think ultimately they're going to end up having to come closer to where the owners want them just to have a season. Good times, can, man. Do you think they can put in the CBA? Like Tyler Chatwood can never dress for the Toronto Blue Jays again. He single-handedly cost. Um, also a playoff season. berth. Yeah, no, absolutely. But also Charlie Montoya. So, you know, once is we he address back? that, he's back, right? He's Simon, he is back. He's How watching, you know, a- minor league spring training right now. He is there. Oh, is he there? He is, yeah, he's there. He's there. Um, yeah. So, man, it's, it sucks, eh? It's tough, man. I just like it sucks that when actually people start to watch the game again, that's like the year people decide to say let's let's stop it here let's uh kick ourselves back another 50 years you know basketball already running away um i think as like the north american kind of 
game everyone watches. You know, in the U.S., the NFL is big, but I think, you know, baseball is just dying if you continue to, to do well, things that's, like that. That's my, I guess that's my question, is, is this going to dig the grave of baseball? If it drags on, potentially. So, I mean, if they don't play, like, if they don't play a season this year, I could see, you know, a lot of younger fans. Um, you know, when you're getting into baseball, it's it's tough to see, you know, a lockout. Right, Simon? Um, you know, it's just not it's just not good for anyone, for the game, for, for people that, that watch, for the players, even for the owners, man. Like, they're not winning here either by not playing games. This is lost revenue for them. So I think it's just, it's a game, man. At the end of the day, can... Can we watch you guys play a game? And I know that's super simple terms, and that's not, you know, my no, but stance like, on think, this. But but like it boils down to that sometimes. Yeah, I think it does boil down to that a little bit. Um, I agree. But again, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna get. There. I don't want to. Yeah. So, anyway, Simon, let's let's talk about something a little better. Let's talk about the Leafs and yeah. And how so Jack Campbell's not good anymore, and okay. we need a goalie. Peter Morazic answering the bell. No. So, 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 want want to know some thoughts here, Jacob? Give them all to me. Let me hear them. Since January 1st of 2022, Mm. for a combined save percentage, where do you think the least rank in the league? Gotta be bottom 10. Second worst since January nice. 1st, only to be beaten by the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> um, and the Leafs are in what place? Like third in the in the in the fourth in the it's third in the East. Okay. Wow. Um, since January 1st, right? If we're gonna still stay on this, right? We are ninth in scoring chance against. Scoring chances against. So, okay. and like we, we've been in that range. We've actually been a little bit better. So, so our, so our defense ninth, has stayed the same. When you say ninth though, in scoring chances against, are you saying we're ninth best? Like we have the ninth, yep, ninth best. least? Yep. Okay. Yep. So we're ninth best in that category. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um. Oh my God, the Arizona Coyotes are just abysmal. Good thing they're moving to that new nice stadium. Man, that's a lit environment. Yeah. Like, that's a joke. Are you being serious? The league. Man, ASU. Imagine playing in it. Imagine going to an NHL game in like a twenty-five hundred. Spate uh arena and being be an nuts. NHL player and playing in a university oh stadium. I'd hate it I would never <laughs> and like apparently that's a problem like so I've heard I, yeah th- that like some uh teams are like uh sorry some players are like no there's no way trade me would you play would you play in a in a depends at the stage in my career I think if I'm a rookie I'll that's play anywhere point. you know that's a good point that's but good if point. I'm a vet who's got you know six seven million a year Simon count me out Although it could be fun. You're right. It could be fun to play in that type of setting. Could, Probably be it a little could, it could more be, lively. Man. Maybe fill some more seats there, right? 
Well, that's what that's what some were saying. They were like, um, they were like, I guess they'll be, and apparently, like, there are they're gonna make more. They're gonna make more money, um, which is which is kind of cool. I guess that's mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of lit. No, but I I, I want to stay if 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 we can um, on 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 Jack Campbell. If we if yeah, we, let's stay right yeah. here. So um, in his last fifteen games, I believe. Um, And let's do minute um, 80, I guess. Submit. What do you think Campbell's save percentage is, Sherm? Um, I want to say 905. 877. Like overall? In his last 15 games. Ooh. 877. He's not good anymore. I'm so happy we didn't sign him to a contract when people wanted him to. He is a glorified backup goalie. And you've heard it here first. Dubis is off. Dubis's trade should uh trades. Um should he should be going after a goalie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Simon. He, so let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Huh? What? Let me ask you this. What? Last year, last yep. year, yep. Campbell turned it on in the playoffs, right? Yeah, okay. What's he had to like say? A nine, he had like a 907 or a 906 or a 905. You know, a lot of people argue that he actually performed in the playoffs, contrary to Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. So, oh, listen, Tweedledum and Tweedledumer did not get off scot free, particularly Marner. I'm just saying. I'm like, I'm just saying. But last here's year. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Dubis is gonna get himself fired because he's gonna trust this glorified backup goalie. Man, he can't save anything right now. His confidence is absolutely shot. I was at the game last night. I was watching him in person analysis. Seriously, right. I was writing watching. notes. He's so sexy, Matthews. Like you think he's that good oh. looking? He's so much better looking in person. Um, wow. Okay. Um. Um. Wow. Um. Hat trick, man. Hat trick. It was a hat trick AM34. Uh, I was watching him yesterday. After every save, just rattled. Just fucking rattled. Seriously, he he would. He would just he would just shake his head. He would um just look super, super disengaged. We need a goalie for this deadline, man. I'm telling you, I don't trust him. What happens? What happens though? If we don't, what do we do? Well, do you keep just, Campbell in or do you you try more Morazic? Because well, he hasn't been good either, right? Um yeah, let's let's, let's pull up Peter's Peter uh what do you think his Peter, percentage is? I don't even I don't even want to know. Eight nine one, eight nine one. So Peter has so it's, definitely been a little bit better here. Is that like all season? No, this I guess is he hasn't last 15, played that much. Last, I mean, yeah, I guess that's really that's all his season. He's all only his, played all his season, he's only yeah. played eight. <laughs> Um. So yeah, man, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of Campbell. I'm not a huge fan of the goaltending situation. Really, not a huge fan of our our defense. To complete, to be completely honest, I really think that should be the primary um, defense area. over goalie. 
So it's either, so it's either, well, it all depends on what Muzzin's, what's happening with Muzzin, right? Hmm. Because if he, hmm. if he's on LTIR until the playoffs, and that'd be great, right? Little, little, uh, little $5 million of cap room there. Hello, Tampa Bay. We'll pull a little, uh, little Tampa there. Um, we could, we could do a lot, man. We could go after Giroux. We could go after Chikrin. We could go after Hurdle. We could go what after. What type of trade chips do we have, though? Like, who so, are we throwing out there? So we have our first round, right? We have Robertson. We're going to throw another way. We're going to throw away another first round or tiers in a row. I mean, I guess we have Matthews under contract for another two years. Uh, we do everything we have when he's under contract. Um, clear the cupboard, bro. Seriously, clear the cupboard. Because I don't like Marner. I really don't. I didn't like him last night. He's just so stuck up. Um, <laughs> I think eventually they're going to turn it on in the playoffs and we're going to go, like, it's just going to be... Simon, nuts. don't hold yourself to expectations. But, 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 but like no, that. I'm not. I'm, bro, I'm so ready to get disappointed. I cannot wait for us to lose in the first no, round. You're ready to get hurt again. I think you're ready. Fashion. But here's my thing. So you're asking trade chips. So we've got our first rounder, right? Yeah. We've got um, Matthew Nyes, who is like a player. He's a player. He is a player. Um, we've got. I don't. I don't see Dubis. I'm not saying Dubis would do do any of these. I want to. I want to be careful here. But he's got. We've got. Uh, Nyes, we've got Niemela, we've got Hervinen, we've got Robertson, we've got um, Ty Voigt, uh, who's tearing it up at the in this in the the Sarnia Sting, um, Alex Steves, Joey Anderson. We've got prospects. None of them are night are like amazing. Like they're not like I think our best prospect is technically Rasmus Sandin. I don't see Dubis giving him up unless it's for like this best piece ever but isn't this sandine think, second year in the league uh third he's due for an elc and he's good man he's good i don't want him i don't want to i don't want to trade him but i really think the most valuable trade piece right now is our first rounder um if do if so if if muzzin's out until the playoffs it's goalie I don't think he's going to get a goalie. I think Dubas trusts Campbell. That's a mistake, but hey, whatever. Um, and then if and then like a, a then like a winger. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Muzzin's not out, we only have like two million dollars of cap. That really re- kind of restricts, you know, what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I I am. Matthews is unbelievable. Uh, he's going to mm-hmm. win the Hart Trophy. I cannot believe Hart. Yes, he's winning the Hart. I don't know. You, I don't who's know. who? Shush, who? 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 Who do you have? If you say McDavid, I'm going to lose it. I wasn't going to say McDavid. I was going to say Drysaddle or um, oh my god, Goudreau. Oh my god. Okay, Goudreau is a good is a good bet. Here's where here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm at with this. And I had I had a moment last night. Let me let me hear um, it. What happened in this moment? It was it was when Matthews scored uh, his second goal. Is that the one where he went to the crowd like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, he looked yeah. at me. 
Yeah, he looked at me. Did he? he oh yeah, did, yeah. It was that's what started. No, um, <laughs> I cannot believe that this that like I subscribed to the idea that like McDavid was just always better than Matthews. I don't think he is anymore. I think that no, oh, I actually boy. don't think. I know oh, that Matthews is better than McDavid. Oh, wow. This he is. is uh, he is. I'm, is and like, is that's not even me. a hot take anymore. Okay, so here we go. So, so the, one season, one season. The power season. play merchants in Edmonton. Okay. Let's, let's talk about 5v5 five 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 stats for a second. Okay. Want to okay. do that? Let's do that. Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Are we talking all time? We're talking this season. No, this season, 21 22. Okay. 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 How many points do you think? Um, Matthews has 5v5. For context, can you tell me his total right now? Is it No, set? I'll tell you right now. It's 45. Okay. okay, 45 points. The next person is the one of the power play merchants in Edmonton. Um What do you think uh what do you think that is? So for context, it was 45 is the leading. So I'm going to say Leon has 30. 37. Okay, I okay. thought I was going way too far there. Yeah, it's close right 45 37 yeah cool it's kind of close but okay cool how many goals do you think matthews has 5v5 i'll tell you 27 wow how many goals do you think dry has 5v5 20 16 Matthews has played five less games than Drysidle. Also, Drysidle is a defensive liability. He can't defend. You, Edmonton calls me right now. Mm-hmm. McDavid for Matthews? Nope. That's fair. I think that's nope. fair, but I don't. Nope. I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say. No, it is know, fair. Matthews, he okay, is Simon. in what? What? I'm not the hockey guy on this podcast. I, I recognize no, that. I am. But I is am. it fair? I know you are, okay? I just don't know if it's fair to appraise the situation that way. One one Why? season where Austin Matthews has been putting up better numbers than Connor McDavid does not necessarily mean that he's now just better than Connor McDavid, in my opinion. I think you'd have to see at least two consecutive seasons mm-hmm. of Austin Matthews being better than McDavid mm-hmm. to say, oh, yeah, maybe he is actually a better player. Yes, yeah, see, I... I, I Body work, and like The thing no? is, no, I actually disagree completely, particularly with okay. the dry saddle comparison. That's a joke, actually, by the way, that I... Like, that's... That sentiment that Drysaddle was ever better than Matthews is pitiful. Drysaddle's two years older than than Matthews. So, like, Matthews is just coming into his prime, and Drysaddle can't defend, can't really do anything except on the power play. That's all he does. He also skates like a hunchback. Um, It's actually awful. Do you know how slow John Tavares is? Man, that was also a realization I made last night. 
You've made it that realization awful. before, Simon. That's not know, a new like, realization I, for you. I didn't see it. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't like really watched him skate. It's not good. Like, what are the development staff doing at the Leafs? He did, and it was a great goal. I was right there, and I saw it. Like, so here, here, right? He went going up the ice, going to dump the puck in. I left, went to get a beer, oh came God. back. He's still skating off man just cinder blocks um those are that's kind of the leaf update that i've i've got campbell's okay. a liability N- cannot trust him he's too nice he can't handle the pressure and matthews is the best player in this league right now and it's not particularly close anymore in my opinion love it here you heard it here first Matthews, greater than McDavid. Um, Heard it here first. Six pod first. Simon, um, I think the Leafs are are looking good right now, though. I think you got lots to be uh, excited about. But, you know, we got to see what everyone's saying come playoff time. Anyways. Uh, yeah, anyways. Well, folks, Jacob, do you want want to send it off? Simon, we need to talk about um, something that happened at the NBA trade deadline. That oh my goodness! Can't go. How could I forget? I don't know. So I, I feel disrespected. I feel a little disrespected. But for everyone who doesn't know, for everyone who lives under a rock, James Harden of the Brooklyn Nets was traded to the Philadelphia 76ers in exchange for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond. And two first-round picks. Those are the facts. Simon, I love this trade. As, you know, a Harden... We'll call, we'll call it what it is. As a Harden fanboy, this is a way better system, a way better team, a way better environment, I think, for, for James. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to condone him asking to leave, you know, another team in the span of two years. I don't think that's, you know, a great look and... I don't love how the NBA does that so often, you know, just says, okay, go ahead. You want to trade, you want to trade, you want to trade and superstars kind of continue to, you know, do this more and more. Right. But it is what it is at this point. So he has to focus on, you know, doing what he can to say, you know, this trade's worth it for me. Like this is where I'm actually going to succeed. And if he can't do it, Simon, I'm saying this right now, if he can't do it with Joel Embiid, he's never going to do it. Ever, ever. This is it for him. Being like a star player, if he can't win with Embiid, that's it for him. This is perfect for his play style. You know, the pick and roll. Embiid's really all dominant player. You've wanted to see them to team up before. Am I? Am I? Am I? You're correct. I've probably said that. I think originally I wanted him to go to Philly before Brooklyn. um, Yeah. The last trade deadline. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And yeah, like you know, Embiid's. You know, we're going to talk about this a little after in a sec, Simon, but Embiid's playing at a crazy, crazy clip as well right now. And if you put, you know, two guys that can go for 30, 40, you know, any given night with, you know, role players like Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, not role players, other, you know, dominant players like Tyrese Maxey who's having a breakout season, mm-hmm. Tobias Harris, who has the potential to be, you know, a fringe all-star guy, you got you know defender three guy in uh in danny green and a couple other bench guys that can come in and 
and give you some serious minutes. So, Simon, I think this is the spot similar to like how his time was in Houston, another superstar. I think this is the best chance he's going to get. But, you know, ultimately the East is, is pretty is pretty intense this year. So, so we're going to have to see how that goes. Um, how can he gain weight and lose weight so quickly? Like, does he have a fat suit? It's really something, man. You've got to, like, it, there's... Simon, you're looking at certain pictures in certain angles. Everyone has those angles that look unflattering, and he just has a lot of them, okay? It's just funny all that it like, is. it's always before a trade. Yeah, no, it is. I don't know. I'm not going to say that's not, you know, a coincidence, but <laughs> I um... think... Uh, I think Speaking of yeah, yeah, it's what what's your take on the MVP situation right now? I know that's something. Let me let me ask you let me ask you a couple of questions first, Simon. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna give you two players, and I just want to tell you. I want you to tell Uh me of the two who you think is better, and we're gonna make our way up. Okay. Like I don't. Sorry, I mean better this season. Okay, I don't mean like all time. Who's your favorite? I mean, who do you think? Is better. Okay. okay, we'll start here. Demar Derozan versus Luka Doncic. Who do you think is better this season? Demar. Oh, he's been an animal. Okay. Okay. Are DeMar. you on the same? Are you with me on that? I'm on the same page. We're on the same page right now. Okay. Demar. He's been nuts in Chicago, man. I don't think he's got enough recognition. Sorry, I know, but like, let's no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hundred percent. Derozan or LeBron? Derozan. Yeah, I'd agree. LeBron, to be fair, LeBron is having a scoring season at age 37, and he's leading. Well, that's it, right? Like when you take in in scoring, when you take but his team sucks. But my my thing is like when you take in what he's doing with his like age and stuff. Yeah, I think that is, um, crazy. Like that that's absurd. But Mm -hmm. like just complete, like just looking at the most valuable player to their team. DeRozan, mm-hmm. I think, is is meets that meets that criteria. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. We'll go Demar or okay. Giannis. Man, I love Debo. I think I'm still gonna have to go Demar on that. Yeah, that would I have to agree. I'd have to disagree with you. Sorry on that Do one. Do you think Giannis? I don't think, eh? I don't I haven't think there's... really watched a lot of Giannis this year though. Aside from one other player, Simon, there's no one as valuable to his team than Giannis, other than one other player. <laughs> I literally just opinion. said, I literally just said, like, yeah, you just got to focus on the MVP criteria. And then I'm like, ah. Um, okay. 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 Let me ask you this then DeMar okay. mm-hmm. or Joel Embiid? Man, Be honest. Walk like- me through your thinking process here. Well, other than it's really just frequency of what I'm seeing on Twitter and on online, and it seems like Joel Embiid's doing something crazy for his for his team every every game he plays. Like he impacts the game um, every time he's on the court. So just completely based on that alone, without me even unfortunately being able That's to fair. assess his game, I'm probably going to go in, in, Embiid. Where are you at on that? Yeah, I'm. You know, I think between Giannis and Embiid for me or who I'd have, like, you know, in that conversation, yeah. I'd probably have DeMar yep. a couple steps back, to be honest. But, you know, when you talk about value to their team, Giannis versus Embiid, 
I think Giannis, you know, is still has an edge on Embiid. Mm-hmm. He does a little bit more for his team, in my in my opinion. I think you know what Embiid does is is crazy, and as a center, yeah. you're a little bit limited in what you can do. Um, but you know, I'll talk about one other guy who who does that um, on a, on a step up than Embiid. I think, but I think Giannis also does just has the capacity for a mm-hmm. little bit more. And and that kind of entails him to be more for his team, um, but yeah, both obviously phenomenal talents and phenomenal athletes. So, you know, I got to be honest. This question I think has the right answer. Would you say Jokic or Embiid? I think it's Embiid. Hmm. Oh, that's the wrong answer. I disagree. Yeah, that's the wrong answer. I think Jokic is the guy who his team would be in dead last without him especially with no jamal murray um his other star player like he's been injured the whole season simon and the nuggets are you know a top six potentially five seed in the west right now and that's just purely because of nikola Jokic. he does everything you know he's not the strongest defender but he has enough of a presence right but he does everything offensively he wants to get a bucket he'll get a bucket if you want someone his, else to get a bucket, that passing, person's getting a bucket. Passing it's, is ridiculous. it's insane, Simon. His IQ is on another yeah. level. Yeah. And yeah. you know, when it comes down to him and Giannis, I think those are the you know the top two names when I think of MVP. And that's nothing against Joel Embiid, but I think these two guys, you know, on their respective teams, are yeah. just essential for that team going forward, yeah. Simon. But yeah, I'm that's uh, that's the NBA. And Simon, I think, you know, we got to we gotta let these guys go. Thanks, guys, for tuning in after a, a long, a long we'll break. We'll be back but more regular. We keep saying, you know, we'll be back more regular. And then it gets longer each time. Just as, like, the Leafs will eventually win the playoff round. It just never. Yeah, never it's, uh, it's the same energy here. But we appreciate everyone for listening. Have a great week.